Welcome back to Controller Freak. It's your host, Julia, back with my brews, Owen and Aaron. Sup, brews? What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, listeners, um, today's episode, before we begin, just a note from our sponsors, is brought to you by Spacer's Choice. It's not the best choice. It's Spacer's Choice. Mm, that's true. Though, uh, though, my portion of the podcast is brought to you by Rizzo's. Okay, and mine is... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's Rizzo's. You sang the jingle. I debated about singing the Spacer's Choice jingle, and I decided I against it. But Aaron, Aaron took the leap. He, he took the road less Okay, and I'm brought to you by Auntie Cleo's, and that's it. It's better than nature, isn't that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, This is a game about advertisements, and of course, the game is called The Outer Worlds. Yeah, The Outer Worlds. But it really just should be called That's a Great Jingle. I want to hear more. The jingles are pretty great. Yes. And and it's good that they're great, because they're an integral part of the soundscape of this particular uh, universe. Yes. Yes. That might be my favorite part of this game is the advertisement. It's not the best choice. It's Spacer's Choice. This is yet another game where corporations are the enemy and snooze, right? Well. <laughs> like, on, all right, all right. <laughs> yes, but the cool thing about this game, I feel like, is that if you want, you can totally side with the corporations. Oh, yeah. You can work for the board. I tried, and I somehow will get there, turn them all against me, to the point where I was shot on sight when I walked out. Oh, guys. All right, before we get into all the nitty-gritty, let's talk about the game itself here. It's brought to us by Obsidian, which is a company that you guys speak very highly of because I think they're responsible for some things you really like. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. and things you really like, too, Julia. Oh, I always forget that. Yeah. Pillars of Eternity. Pillars of Eternity is an obsidian game. Which one day we will do. We're just trying to get one of us on board who did not enjoy it. You have to get, like, extreme leverage over Owen Mm -hmm. somehow. We'll have to, like, find incriminating pictures of him or, like... Have you ever seen Battlefield Earth? Yes. John Travolta talks a lot about, (laughs) I need to get leverage over them. (laughs) It's the bad animals. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Obsidian also made Fallout. Yes. And I feel like this episode is the closest we're ever going to get to Julia playing a Fallout game. Yes. Well, yeah, it could be. Specifically, they made the best Fallout game, which you introduced me to. New Vegas? New Vegas. Yeah. Which is, like, just so wonderfully... I think the ethos I've read at the, at the core of that was, like, we want to make it as close to a tabletop game as possible in the range of crazy shit that you can make happen to this world. And I remember sensing that, playing that game, uh, being like... They really have anticipated and tried to build in the ability to, like, side with and murder, like, a whole, like a huge range of people. Yeah. Um, and this game is all about those choices. Yes. Yes. If this is what Fallout New Vegas is like, then Fallout New Vegas is dope. And, yeah. like, because that was the best part of this game, is you feel really responsible for the narrative that happens. Yeah, I... I... To be honest, I did not think you were going to get into this game just because it is so much like Fallout. It reminds me of so much Fallout in every way. Yeah, it's like Fallout and Bioshock, which are two things I could probably live without. Right. Con- controversial opinion, but you know. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I thought Julia was going to be a hard pass on this uh, because because it has all the things that Julia isn't innately interested in, right? Which are which are what? Which first is person mode. First person, forced first person mode. You cannot switch a third person. No sexy time choices. No, no zero fucking or sex or even flirting is pretty limited. Yeah. yeah. It's fairly limited to like hilarious situations. Yeah. And so I'm pretty basic like that. And like right. I need those basic elements <laughs> because I'm a basic woman. So it's a credit, a testament to this game really that I got invested in the story without those elements. I think I think the strongest selling point here is actually the writing. Mm. I think that the mm. writing, both in terms of dialogue and structure and plot, is like quite good yeah. and quite capable, actually. And it's making me realize I think the reason I crave 
both looking at a third-person view and romance options is because it makes it feel very specific. It makes you feel really in your body as a character. They're just easy ways to get you there. Interesting. But they, their writing is so um, insightful and, and, you know, like uh, intriguing that I could kind of do without those this one time. Wow. Yeah. So, it's, so, so when you play Skyrim, you like to play in third-person as a vehicle for, like, making the pretty generic writing more personal and, like, more rooted in a specific experience that you're only having. Yeah, exactly. It it has to be specific to me. You didn't have to do that for this because the writing was enough to just get you there. Yes, because you have sometimes seven dialogue options that are all really different and they sometimes rely on different attribute skills that you've built up or not. And, like, that's really... I really appreciate that. It really made me feel like this was my story. Yeah. Mine alone. It took me a little while to really appreciate it. Like, when I first started playing it, I was like, okay, this is all right. And, like, the sense of humor was, like, a little bit grating. Like, and just, like, all the little cute things about how, like... Instead of saying God in this game, everyone says law. Yeah, like, by what? law. Like, <laughs> oh, my law. Just like a lot of... Never lot actually of, got what that was in reference to. Is it just the board's the Because everyone worships the law of the universe or whatever. Oh, it's oh. to do with the plan, is yeah. it? Yeah, oh, the plan. Okay, okay, right. Okay, okay. And like that stuff was like, okay, whatever. But the deeper I got into it, the more I started to appreciate just like... The different ways you can deal with quests, the choices you get, the companions that you get really, really grew. Did you on get me. any yeah. Mass Effect vibes from it? Because I sort oh, of sure. got that too. A little bit, yeah. You get to hang out on the ship with your friends, like Mass Effect. Yeah. You know you check in with them, like Mass Effect. and yeah. uh, So were you guys expecting this game to be rad? Or like, what was your anticipation? Well, you know, I, I didn't... I, I hadn't really been following the development or like when it was coming out, but you, Aaron, I remember... We're constantly bringing it up and mentioning it. Like when we would always, when we frequently talk about like games we're looking forward to, you're always like, an Outer Worlds. I'm like, like, oh, right. I'm like, I always, that game you keep bringing up. I'm like, what is this? Who gives a shit? It's Obsidian. That, like, because this game is full of like corporate shills reminding you about like products that are they're out. I really like that I am the real world corporate shill for yeah. Obsidian, being like, <laughs> you know, get ready for the newest Obsidian product. Though. <laughs> By the way, I wish the game studios had jingles that yeah. we like got, got stuck in our uh, heads. Why? Yeah. Where is the way of the jingle is gone, I know. my friends, and it's a damn shame. Kind of is, I yeah. Know. You wish there were jingles like, it's a naughty dog. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Get ready for some Nolan North. <laughs> naughty dog. <laughs> Bi- Bioware. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bioware like starts like super rad. Yeah. And then just, it and used to have a way cooler jingle. Before we get into the specifics, I do just want, you know, a moment of peace, a moment of silence for the casualty of this game, which was Aaron's gamer confidence, which died a little death in the wee hours of this game because he turned to me so full of pride in his heart and said, I'm going to play on supernova mode. That's the mode where your companions die for good. Mm-hmm. You have to eat Uh-oh. and sleep to stay alive, and it's going to be dope. Mm-hmm. Survival mode. Survival mm-hmm. mode. Yeah. And I watched this proud young man with hope in his eyes <laughs> Just start out on supernova mode and just die, 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 die. And then, you know, he said, all right, I'm downgrading to easy mode. Hey, man. I downgraded to hard. Thank you very much. Oh. Hey, look at my gamer trophies, all right? You don't believe me. You got a specific trophy for downgrading to hard. <laughs> it's like, right, lowered expectations. Yeah, the trophy is called There's No Shame. Come to Halcyon. The only colony on the edge of the frontier, owned and operated by corporations. A trip of 10 short years will feel like mere minutes, thanks to the comfort and safety of your very own hibernation chamber. You'll wake up in a perfect society designed to maximize your productivity with guaranteed full employment. I need some help explaining the world that we live in here in this game. Can one of you describe to me, like, the political infrastructure of, like, what is happening? Because I got fairly far and I still don't understand what governs this world and when does it take place. I think this is like a world where Teddy Roosevelt like never became president. So like 
like business checks, like 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 corporate. What? Oh, really? Yeah, uh-huh. I miss this entirely. So, so, so business trusts have dominated society because, like, William McKinley was never assassinated, so there was no Teddy Roosevelt. And to... the monopolies ran wild. Yeah, that is this basic setup, I believe. I had no idea it was that deep historically. Yeah. So, where did you get this information? And just look it up. Oh, you okay? Is it in the game? I think it is. Yeah, but okay. I, like the but. but I definitely, I remember reading something about this early on when I started playing the game, like the background of this world. So yeah, these companies are just running everything and they form a board mm-hmm. of corporations that pretty much just rule everything. So so this all takes place in a, a specific colony that, that we've had to, basically, the, I think the idea is that on Earth... Things are extremely corporatized. Yeah, this game is in space. Did we mention that? Right. Oh, oh, it's in space. space. This is an outer space right. game. Space. And so it's it, it's about the events of uh, uh, events that transpire in this specific like galaxy that has been bought by or or system, like a solar system that has been bought by right this 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 group of of companies that that formed like a holding company that bought this this the Halcyon the Halcyon system okay. right. And so all of uh, every everyone who lives in this system was was sent over on these transport uh, ships in suspended animation. And one of the big plot lines of the of the game is that one of these huge transport ships, uh, which you were on, the player character was on, um, was never never got to its original destination. Was sort of lost, and uh, and everyone was in suspended animation, just sort of kept there. Uh, but yes, the people who did get there formed basically a, a hyper-capitalist society run by, right, this holdings company, which is the board. And under the board, there's all these different companies. But I think, like in real life, where you're like, well, do I want Cocoa Puffs or Lucky Charms? Like, they're owned by the same parent company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the board of directors in this game, this sort of ominous, like, government, capitalist government system owns all of these little warring companies. Um, and so so it's an interesting, like, ecosystem within which you find yourself when you wake up. Ah, there you are, wondering what's going on, eh? Bit of bad news there, I'm afraid. Your colony ship was inexplicably knocked out of skip space and forced to complete its journey at sublight speeds. This means that you and every other colonist on the Hope have been in suspended animation for... 70 years, give or take. So how do we meet our player character, Owen? So you are awoken from cryosleep or whatever, cryostasis, by this mad scientist named Phineas Wells. Mm. And he's like, I need your help to get all the other colonists back online. uh, And then we can go fight the corporations together. And why does he choose you? Do we know that was lost on me? He, well, while you're doing character creation, which is while he's sort of selecting you, he makes little comments about, like, your stats that you're building and, like, your background. Oh, yeah, that's It true. seems like the idea is he's, he's, he's selecting the perfect henchman. Because Phineas Wells is this guy who gives you a lot of your quests. Um, I think it, it sort of depends on whether you ultimately side with him as to whether he gives you all of your quests. But, like, right. he's the anchor of the main story for at least a big part of the game. Right. And, like, the whole time you're hearing about how the board is, like, hunting him and, like, right. he's right. got a big old bounty on his head. That's peppered in through everything. Right. So, right. yeah. But, but he's your guy. And, but people do, every so often, they say, like, you know that this guy's just using you, right? Right. right. And so I, that, I think there's a little bit of that in, in there. Like, that he's selecting you... Maybe not because you're the best and the brightest, but because he he thinks you can get it done, and mm. he, and he thinks you'll follow orders. Maybe um, because you during character creation you get to choose from a list of like jobs that your guy had, and they give you like insulting bonuses to stats. Yeah, like the job gave me like a plus one inspiration boost, which was like nothing. out of a hundred point scale, like yeah, nothing. Not nothing. But but the whole idea, I think, is these this flavor text that comes with it, which was my guy's tossball mascot, which was his profession before Uh-oh. he got the transport. Oh, I was wondering when we were going to bring up tossball. <laughs> yes. Yeah, continuing the tradition of sci-fi uh, pieces of media coming up with absolutely fucking stupid shit names yeah. for fictional sports. Uh, like like pyramid, pyramid. and Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. <laughs> so you made a tossball mascot. Right. What right. was he like? Well... Okay, so, yeah, my guy was named Ilion. Mm-hmm. He looks like kind of like Kurt Russell, but with, like, like pale purple hair. Kurt Russell escaped from New York era, that mm. is. Snake. Um, snake, yes, exactly. <laughs> snake Plissken. Um, 
And he was, like, a, a pretty hard man, but, like, vain. Mm. Um, very vain. Like, if anybody appealed to his vanity, he was all in. Um, pretty moral guy. Really looked out for his friends. B- a bit of a crusty exterior, but if you were his buddy, he was all in for you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Who came out of the, pa- the chamber for you guys? My captain. His name was Vermont. <laughs> Captain Vermont. What? How did we get there? I don't know. Okay, cool. I don't know what inspired me to name him Vermont. He looked like a total fucking freak, like covered <laughs> with scars, like his proportions of his face felt really off. He was all about the the speech. Like he if if he wanted to solve a problem, he usually tried to do it by talking. Mm. Instead. Yeah. Lie, persuade. Yeah. And I was and I was wondering, like, why do I because I do that I tend to go that direction in games lately, like if I can solve problems by dialogue, I do. And I was trying to figure out why that is. And I think it's just because... You're growing up. Maybe. I was going to say because combat in games can often feel repetitive to me, just the amount of which you're doing it. And I think if you cut down a little bit on that in games, I, I enjoy that. Yeah. Just so you're not fighting all the time. Not that the fighting isn't good. My dexterity had to be high enough one time that I could be like, yeah, you see me sneaking by, but not really, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm being hella graceful. And they were like, yeah, you are. Yeah. And it was only because my dexterity was dope. So tell us more about your... Yeah, ah, my dexterous young dexterous woman. Yeah. Named. So her name was Gilda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, continuing Julia's, like, unbroken what? string of, like, extremely frumpy names on, like, gorgeous video games. Uh, right? It's better than, like, Evelyn. Evelyn. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> what are some of your other names? Vera. I don't see what the problem <laughs> is. Yeah. This is like a, like a cabal of, like, 1920s women who are, like... Who wanted to take away women's suffrage again? Like, <laughs> like old-fashioned old ladies. But yeah. now the joke's on them because they're kicking ass in space. Yeah, that's true. They are the ultimate that's feminists. True. I don't think Gilda Radner was against women's suffrage, no, okay? Right. And that's right. kind of who was... Do you guys ever play this game where you just bring up the text box to type in a name and you just pick a letter and you see what PlayStation chooses for you? Mm. Like the lat like you I must have typed Gilda into something at some point because that was what came up. And I was wow. like, wow. Awesome. Yeah. And like Gilda Radner, she was stacked. <laughs> so I just hit the randomize button, assuming that I was gonna tweak certain features here and there and spend a good long time. No, 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 not necessary. Aaron knows. I rolled snake eyes the first time. Just got this like beautiful woman with like beautiful features. What? Excuse me? Yes? Uh, snake eyes. I think, yeah. <laughs> is I think that bad? I think it's the opposite of what you want to say in this yeah. situation. Snake eyes is bad. Now I'm like... Now well, I'm doesn't like... that depend on what game you're playing? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, 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 no. Guys, there's a game where snake eyes is the good... And you're like, yeah, Snake Eyes. What game is that? <laughs> Devil's think, Poker. I think Devil's Poker. Devil's Poker. Right. Whoever you were playing, you rolled dice and poker. <laughs> whoever you were dicing with, uh, blackjack. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's great, Julius. Snake Eyes is what yes. the winners get. <laughs> that means it's a pair. Yeah, yeah, I, I, but it's it's a pair of ones, which is usually not good. You don't. What about um craps? In crafts. Yeah, in crafts, you should definitely try <laughs> to get snake eyes as much as possible. <laughs> all, all dice games. The mansplaining like that happens on this show. Oh, <laughs> just let me mansplain one more thing. Oh, no. All dice games work like Yahtzee. And, Is it mansplaining if I'm actually wrong and I need an explanation? Tweet at us and let us know. Yeah. You said blackjack earlier. That's exactly right. What you want to do in a casino <laughs> is go up to a blackjack table. Take your own dice, though. You need your own dice. Mm-hmm. Roll the dice on the table and say, blackjack. And that's how you get the money. Yeah, you might have to explain it to the dealer. You might have to be like, this is blackjack. But then there's probably an idiot. And then you just count however many you got. If you got like five, for instance, like five and a two, you get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven snakes. Boom, eyes. snake eyes. Blackjack. <laughs> yeah. So, Boom. So you're right. I'm wrong. Good job. Unbelievable. Well, yeah. don't make that mistake again. Good. So putting a pin in that, I made Gilda. She was beautiful. Okay, gorgeous woman. Yeah. Gorgeous woman. Don't know where you came from, stranger, but you best keep your head down. There's marauders hereabouts, and worse, landing violators. Well, let's talk about the companions now that we're kind of here. We're in the world. Yes. We talked about Phineas Wells. He's kind of your dad. He's the first guy you meet. Yes. Sends you out to do this mission for him. Maybe there are ulterior motives. We don't know. Yeah. The first place you go, I think, is Emerald Vale. Is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Yep. Yes. You're sent down to Emerald Vale in the town of Edgewater. Mm-hmm. Edgewater. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
Um, which is a very dignified name for kind of a dumpy outpost. A lot mm-hmm. of these towns on the outer limits of the outer worlds are kind of struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've sort of been forgotten by mm, the board. By the, the board. board isn't really paying attention to them and funding them. So exactly. it's these people yeah. just fending for themselves. Yeah. Which never works. You need to buy into Anyway, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the Joja Mart in Starving Valley conversation all over again. Isn't oh it? my god. Yeah, yeah. I think like, there's a lot of positive elements. We'll get there. Obviously, Aaron has a problem with it, so that's fine. Edgewater. Right, so right. Edgewater. So you get to Edgewater. The first companion you meet is this engineer girl named Parvati. Mm-hmm. More like Parhati. Ooh, been sitting on that yeah. one. I like it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Listen to me babbling. When I was in Edgewater, I dreamed of flying on a real ship. Working on a real engine, belonging to a proper crew. So this is, I think this is the breakout star of the game. Yeah. yeah. She's your first companion. And correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of times initial companions are the bland, safe companions that a lot of times get thrown out the window when, like, the sexy green assassin comes in later and you're like, of course I'm going to hang out. Looking at you, Thane. New, cool assassin. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um but in this, I, th- I think in this particular instance, I used, I don't know about you guys, but I had Parvati with me at all times because she was such like a beacon of brightness and hope and sweetness and like... And she's voiced by Ashley Birch. Yes. Who did Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes, excellent, excellent voice actor. Oh, and yeah. just so... So good. So natural and like yeah. nice. I, I had her for most of the time. Yeah. Uh, definitely brought her out at the end, like when we had to finish this thing. It was like, she's been with me since mm. the beginning. Yeah. But she doesn't want to date you. No. No. <laughs> no. She has a big crush on this engineer, and you spend a lot of time helping her, like, set up a date with this engineer girl, Jun Lei. Jun And, oh boy, do you gotta do... I mean, a lot of fetch quests all throughout the game. This game is big on fetch quests, but this one in particular... Like, this line of quests that you do for her, because you get a lot of companion quests throughout the game... Like, you have to, like, run around to all these different planets to get, like, cupcakes and, like, fancy clothes. And you have to get a casserole at some point. I think you have to get, like, cleaning supplies, like, all to prepare for this day. And you have to run so many errands. And that was one minor complaint I had with this game, but I forgave it because I liked so much of the writing and and the choices. It's a lot of, like, running around to different planets. And there's a lot of load times when you're fast traveling and it's just... Like, yeah. okay, I just got, I just touched down on this planet. Now I got to immediately jump back into the ship and fly to another one. But again, I forgave it because I was invested enough in what I was doing and making this date happen for Parvati. Yeah. But, oh boy, a lot of fetching and yep. a lot of questing. Yep, absolutely. She's kind of maybe the only one who's worth it. Like, (laughs) I agree that the second companion you get, Ellie, almost feels like your first companion in terms of, like, Oh, maybe she wasn't She's here. the second one you got? Because yeah. the second one I... You got. Yeah. <laughs> Julia, because there's a second companion in the first, like, area. Yeah. But Julia, like, later, she, like, knew about... Am I correct? But you Vicar? Knew right, Vicar Max. You knew yeah. about him, but you were like, I don't really... And then, oh, you, wow. and then later you were like, okay, I guess I'll pick him up. Yeah, because his whole thing was like, go find a tome for me. And yeah. I was like, ah, uh, no. Well, you can just, find your own He's books. extremely... He's... Uh, Pretty angry man. I'll take your confession now. Yeah, the more time you spend with him and you do... Did you do his quest? No. Because <laughs> you go on this whole trippy vision quest. Did you do this? Yeah, you like you like hunt down the guy who like put him onto the book, who it turns out he's lying to you about. He's like just some guy he met in prison. And then, Oh yeah, he was in prison, that's right. And then yeah. he refers you to this other lady on this other world, this hermit. Who, like, could translate the book for him so that he can finally find out, like... Because it's in French, right. which apparently no one speaks anymore. No one speaks anymore. French. No <laughs> French has really been funny lost. And weird. Right. Yeah. No French colonists, uh, colonists on the host. Yeah. He was like, son uh, of a bitch, it's in French? Yeah. <laughs> you don't read French, Vicar? No, yeah. no. Um, Jesus. Yeah, and so and so and so you, you right, then you take him to this asteroid where he seeks out this hermit and she just gets you high. She just she gets like, you real high. Gets you high. And then and then that like clears his head. And yeah. he has a really good trip. And he can read French all of a sudden. No, he forgets about the book. He's oh, like, oh, oh, he's okay. like, I've been looking for the wrong shit. 
I've been trying to understand. Yeah, he's, like, this, he's like, this was actually a fairly pointless side quest <laughs> that I've been reading along. I fucking along. knew it! I knew it, that's why I didn't want to do it. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I don't, I, I love him. Yeah. Um, Par- Parvati, you're right that it is a series of just, like, get this so that I can do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that quest for two reasons. One is which, uh, one is that, that uh, I felt like her, the things that she needed sort of synced up with the places that I'm going, and I felt like I could just sort of wait until I was there naturally and grab it for her. And that, that was, that was, I didn't feel like I had to do the jump back and forth and back and forth. But also that was tied in enough to her. Like she's clearly putting this off because she's, and she has several conversations with you, long conversations about like, she's worried that their visions of the relationship aren't going to, aren't going to mesh because of experiences she's had in the past with people like, misinterpreting her aversion to, like, physical contact in a relationship as, like, coldness and, like, a lack of, like, affection. Mm. And and she gives you enough of that that I was like, uh, I'm okay with engaging in your procrastination about this because it's clearly central to what you're going to overcome. Yeah. Whereas there were, I, and I don't disagree with you at all, there were other quests of the game where somebody was like, okay, you have to get... Three Raptor livers, yeah. so that I can make, and that's like classic, like EverQuest style. Yeah, you gotta fly back to Scylla, the <laughs> shitty asteroid right. or whatever, right? To get, like, to oh, get primal dicks. Go back to fucking Scylla. I was yeah. just there yesterday. Yeah. So who have we covered? We covered Parvati. We covered Vicar Max. Max. You mentioned Ellie briefly. Yeah, and to me, she's sort of meh, but I don't know. What did you guys... I liked her. Yeah. She's a little meh. Her mm-hmm. companion quest, I thought, was really fun and interesting, where you go back to her parents in Byzantium, mm-hmm. and they're just the shittiest fucking people, and they're like, we took out a life insurance policy on you, and then we collected it because we just assumed you were dead, right? right? And she's like, no, and then you can like have the option to like fucking murder them. Or you can steal their money, which we did, which was very satisfying. That's like, satisfying. I felt really... We both felt great about our choices nice. after that quest that we like got that money from them. That you you changed the insurance beneficiary, yeah, yeah. Uh, Falberg, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just glad my folks aren't going to live off that awful story they made up. <laughs> Maybe now they'll have to go back to real jobs. And who else? Nioka. Oh yeah, I like Nioka. She's great. She's fun, and she's the she has the well. I think she's tied for the best companion ability. Oh. So your companions, you can, one of the cool things about this game is that in combat, you can press a button, and after a certain point that you've, that you've pumped up in, like, leadership skills, you can command them to do this signature move. It's always the exact same, and each of them has a special, like, move. So Parvati, she's got, like, a big, like, huge hammer hit that she does, and, like, Ellie's got, like, a cool, like, pistol thing. Yeah. Right. And so the best, in my opinion, are Nyoka's, which is she whips out her, like, huge machine gun. Well, first she tosses an empty flask because one of her character traits is that she's always drunk. Right. And and so, like, every time you activate this, there's the sound of her tossing an empty bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she, she, like, unloads this machine gun and goes, <laughs> The other... I, in my opinion, the other best special move of any companion yeah. is the one that belongs to Felix. Yeah. <laughs> Felix Millstone. Felix Millstone, who has like a jump kick special move, <laughs> yeah. and it's like the stupidest thing. Like like when you're fighting a giant robot and he'll just like jump kick him. Like, I don't think that's gonna do much damage. <laughs> it really shouldn't. He just does this fucking idiotic like drop kick. Drop kick. Of like any right. It's yeah. it's hilarious to see him go up to like a mega, like huge fucking praying mantis yeah. and like attempt to like drop kick yeah. it like I liked him for that move. And then also, because I think I would have written him off as kind of just like this like boring, dumb idiot that's mm-hmm. like kind of a schmuck. Yeah. But he really charmed me when I first met him because he does this thing where he's like, hey, you want to, like, take me onto your ship? I've heard about you. You seem cool. Anyway, I prepared a list of reasons why you should bring me up on the ship. And he'll just start reading to you from this list. And you have the option to just let him keep going. Or you can be like, okay, stop. I get it. Or just, like, fuck off. He didn't do that to me. Really? And I found it very charming. I am highly personable. And I get along well with anyone who is not of the jackass persuasion. Sorry, he's funny. He uh, didn't want to. He didn't want to join me. So what do you he mean never, he didn't want to join you? What do you mean he didn't want to? Like join I met, he's on Groundbreaker, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. And we never got to the point where he was like, take me on board your ship. But you talked to him. Yeah. I was like, all right, see ya. I don't know. What happened to me, and I assume you, is that you talk to him and he's just hanging out at the docks. Yeah, he's just chilling. You have a conversation with him. Mm -hmm. Then you go. Then you complete some quests. You come back to your ship. He's waiting by your ship. And he's like, hey, like, I, this is your ship, right? Like, it's after you unlock your ship, you can now fly around the galaxy again. And he's just like, I'd love to come with you. I feel I got nothing here. Dude, that did not happen to me. What That's so weird. What did I do? Your game is broken. It, you know what? The game is broken. <laughs> and I'm really disappointed. So then now we're down to the last companion. Who is? Who is Sam the robot. Sam the cleaning robot. Who, who I missed the entire run of the game. And then apparently I, I looked up online. He's just been sitting in your closet on your ship the whole time. Yeah. And I just didn't bother to like... Get him out of there. Yeah, why yeah. would you? You're, who knows you're supposed to look in your closet? Right. He's, so he has no companion quest. No. He, okay. You, you, it's refreshing. He's like, a, he's like a cleaning robot. And you. the whole thing is that like the the owner, the previous owner of the ship, uh, Captain Hawthorne, who... Who you kill. Who, right. You <laughs> accidentally kill in the opening like 20 minutes of the game. You get your, your landing pod lands on him and you steal all his shit basically, which is right. fun. Um, he was planning to swap out this cleaning robot's cleaning module with like a kill module basically which you discover on one of these planets and so if you do that the the robot comes to life his personality is the same he still is a cleaning robot at heart but he just kills things now greetings customer this sam unit is unable to locate your registered information would you like to register your sam because my guy was, and we should talk about this, my guy had a flaw that he developed where he was deathly afraid of robots. And so he got like a debilitating stat decrease whenever a robot was nearby. Yeah. And so I couldn't take Sam because he would like <laughs> completely tank my chances of surviving any, any encounter. But I loved talking to Sam because since my guy was afraid of robots, I always had the dialogue option to just scream. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and Sam would always say, uh, like, apologies. I don't know what. Ah! <laughs> that was fun. I also thought Sam was really, really great because even though there's not as much of this in this game as there is in like a Bioware game, every so often your companions will all like chime in and say like, oh boy, like, I'm afraid that we're doing this or like, yes, this is in character for me. You know, they'll, they'll weigh in. And at the very end of the game, before you're going to do the big climax, it goes to each member of your crew being like, boy, Captain, like, I'm not sure about this, but like, you, I'm got, with you. you got my gun. And it goes to Sam. And he's just like, remember, Sam is the best cleaning unit available. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no emotional growth. There's no way that you could become close to this robot. Yeah. He's just a fucking robot. Yeah. Um, which was a wonderful... There's also a running joke that he, like somehow gets Ada, your ship's AI, he somehow gets her off. Like, he sexually pleasures her. Really? And so she'll keep coming on the intercom being like, being like, Captain, could you please find Sam? I need him to do something for me. Oh my me. god. What? Yeah. yeah, and you can like walk in and she'll be like, yes, Sam, right there. I'm a dirty computer. That's really funny. Uh, speaking of that, I guess, is a segue into side quests and like, in a big game like this, I just wonder, is there a moment or a quest that stood out to you as, like, the most exciting moment or unexpected in a nice way? Or even a place that you went that, like, we've only really talked about Emerald Vale, but then you do make your way around the galaxy. You go to Monarch, which is, like, just a shithole of a planet with a bunch of, like, struggling communities. And you spend a long time there. And then you finally get to Byzantium, which is the city. And it's lit. And it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean... Was there anything in this progression, this hero's journey, that you were like, I think this is my favorite part of the game? In terms of quests that stood out, I mean, I think my favorites were probably ones where the the gray area is pretty large in terms of your choices, which this Mm -hmm. game I feel like is praised a lot for, is like, there's no necessarily right or wrong answer, the way Mm -hmm. to do these quests. Like, you have this, your, your Felix companion quest, the quest you do for Felix, did you do this? Yeah. Like, an old friend of Felix's, he, like, hires you to take out a traitor. 
somewhere. Because because he says this traitor, Trask, is like a secret board agent, and you need to kill him. And then you get to this guy, and he's like, no, actually, the guy that gave you this mission, he's the real board agent. And you have to decide, like, which way you want to go with this. Who do you want to take out? And I had a real tough time deciding. And, like, I had to really think about it before I made my choice. Yeah, because <laughs> guy, the guy who gives you the quest is clearly, like, was a father figure to Felix. Right. And, like, was is important to him. But you do find pretty good evidence that he's, that he's yeah, he's taking money from the board and he's, like, not who he portrays himself to be. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it does feel a little wrong to end up murdering him. What would right. you do? I killed the father figure, dude. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Me too. Me too. I liked any time, like you, the choices aren't good or bad, they just are. It's right, just, like, even the first choice. one you get an Edgewater. Yeah. Like, like who... I who love you, who that Who are you going to restore power to? Exactly. Either, either uh, Edgewater, this town, or this, like, camp of, of deserters. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and there's pros and cons that, to each. There's pros and cons to each side. Yeah. And, and Julia found a way to do it that was, like, that was beyond that, that binary choice, which is so exciting to me. The game let me do exactly what I would have mapped out in my own mind, which is not an experience I've often had yeah. in video games and feels super fucking detailed and smart. But so I was like, man, in an ideal world, I'd restore power to the city, because that's where it belongs. Um, I'd take out this guy who's clearly not doing a good job leading in town, get rid of him, bring the deserters back, and reinstate this woman, Adelaide, I think Adelaide, into power, since clearly she's this beloved leader figure. And that's exactly what I was able to do. It let me beat by beat play out all of those actions. And it was really cool. the, the, The parts that I loved... Were, were were also, in addition to those gray area quests where you could sort of justify any any route, I also really liked, there's, there's at the end of your time at Monarch, there's a paragon option that you can choose that's not obvious and makes you feel like you worked for it, which really reminded me of a part of Mass Effect 3 that I really loved, where, so on Monarch, at the end of your, like, main quest time there, there's sort of a an impasse between these two groups Similar dynamic. The iconoclasts who are these anti-corporate, like, um, people who sort of follow this vague religion, but, like, also the, their main thing is we don't think, we think the corporate model is, is broken. Um, and the corporate people who are on this planet, they're not actually that bad. They, it sort of resembles our own capitalist society, um, because they have weekends, they're, it's a little less mm-hmm. cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're, they're at an impasse as to how they want to deal with living on this awful planet. And they're going to probably go to war. And there's a spaceship that crashes on Monarch that has weapons that you can initially, when you get the quest, says give the weapons to to MSI, which is the corporate presence on this planet, or give them to the Iconoclast. Those mm-hmm. are the two options. So you can go get the weapons. You come to whichever of the two parties you want to do. And it seems like the choice, again, is binary. But if you just do a little bit of investigating with whoever you go to first... And I, I went to one first, and it looked like I was just going to give them the weapons. And I was like, okay, wait, 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 i got to think about it. So I went to the other party. And they were like, okay, you got the weapons. Like, give hand them over. Like, we're going to go to war. And through digging in, I, like, convinced each of them to come to a summit. Like, a peace summit. No shit. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. I had to I had to depose one of the leaders, because he was into some bad shit. He had caused a massacre back in the day. Who, Graham Bryant? Yeah. Yeah, I and knew he, it. And he was, he was like a bad egg. He's a bad egg, you can tell. A stranger comes to our home. If you're looking for a path to walk, you've found one. If you're looking for a teacher, I am one. Like a populist, like, like he, he just, he was a little bit mm-hmm. of a snake. Yep. And so, and so I got the other, the, his second in command, I got her in charge. She's more pragmatist. Love her. Brought them to the table in this abandoned church. And it seemed several times like they were going to, there was going to be a sticking point. They were going to be like, fuck this. Like, we'll, we'll, I'll see you in the battlefield. But, but Ileon, either through like sure, like crankiness, like through being like, I didn't drag my ass out here to watch you bicker. Or like, or like pleading with him, like the past is the past. Like this is now your, this is what you have to work with. And you got to work with me on it. Mm. He got them to be like, Pals Man. enough to like run the city together. Uh, that's I wish I, I, wish cool. I had done that. And it was like that's the paragon choice, right? But it wasn't as easy as I collect a thing, I go, I give it to this person. Right. It was like I had to fucking dig for it. Yeah. It's and like I, option C. Right. And in in fact, option A and B were in the in your journal, and option C popped up when when you talked to this person enough and you were like, Would you ever consider talking to Zora? 
Um, so I what, no idea. what do you make of that? That it made you work for the Paragon choice that in most games would just be apparent. Well, and, and in other places in this game, it's And apparent. in other places in this and game, like, yes. That's fine to a point, but after a certain... I don't know about you guys, but after a certain amount of that, I'm like, okay, like, I'm just pressing buttons. I'm not... Yeah. This is... My character is good by default, and, like, that isn't that doesn't give me any sense of, like, pride or, like, fun. But working for it and having to discover it and, like, work hard, it reminded me of the point in Mass Effect 3 where you, you're given the choice to broker peace between these ancient warring factions, the Geth and the Quarians. And if you can do it right, and if you can, like, thread that needle, you can just scream at them and, like, show them the error of their ways, and they'll finally put down the guns. And it's like averting, like, World War III during the Cold War felt, like, huge and not easy, mm-hmm. even though I'm sure a lot of people did it. Um, but it felt very dangerous in a way that I think games don't don't a lot of times feel. Yeah. Um, that's better than what I did, which was, like, sided with the Geth. <laughs> which causes, like, Tali, your Corian companion, to, like, throw herself off a cliff in defeat. Yeah. Oh, and didn't, didn't you, like, you sided with the robots over, yeah. like, over, yeah. like, Tali, who's been with you since Mass Effect 1. Yeah. She's, like, your best friend. Yeah. But, you know... <laughs> she, she fucking commits suicide. And then, didn't you tell me you have a choice to, like, try really hard to catch her? Or, like, kind of try? Yeah. <laughs> You get a you get a par a paragon option cue <laughs> to, like to like to like chase after her and try and keep her from jumping <laughs> off the cliff, or you can just not do that. <laughs> it wasn't your guy just like what a shame. What a shame. <laughs> she deserved better. She was so young. Oh yeah. How do we feel about the ending of The Outer Worlds? The ending for me was the most sort of let down. And again, I love this game. And I love the work that went into it. And you get like a nice epilogue where like you see what happens to everybody, all your companions and most of the people you've met throughout the game. And, you know. Are these different depending on what you did? Yeah. 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 Um, Do Parvati and June Lei end up together? Fingers crossed. If you did the question. If you did it right? Yeah. Okay. If she moves in with her in the groundbreaker. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. really sweet. Yeah. Mm. Um, it was okay. So there was no big reveal? Because it feels like we're building up to some kind of surprise. Well, I don't know what happens if you, like, totally side with the board. Uh-huh. Yeah. I tried. You tried, right? So yeah. tell us about that. Well, yeah. How easy was that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Yes. <laughs> so I, I was just like, you know, I'm in this broken system, but I might as well just make the most of it. And, like, you know... Pull myself up, put put my big girl pants on, and just get to work. So I tried really hard to just be nice to the guards, and rather than start violence, I would just pay them off to get into different places. Sure, I, I did that too. Yeah, you did that too. Easier. I didn't quite understand where I was allowed to use camouflage and where I wasn't, but it seems <laughs> like that's an option that gets you by without killing people. But all hell broke loose in Byzantium when I went to the ma- the something you for... Went the, you went to the Ministry of Whatever and Whatever to, yes. to, to find yes. proof that... The Dimethion right. side or something. Right. Phineas has sent you to get chemicals so mm-hmm. that you can awaken the rest of the Hope colonists mm-hmm. that are in suspended animation. But the board is hoarding that for a, for a separate reason. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, they need it to put everyone in the colony to sleep for a while except for the very, very rich mm-hmm. so they can figure out how to fucking figure out the food crisis. But right. it turns out... You learn that from reading a terminal yes. where, like, there's a guy having a Bill O'Reilly-style meltdown of just, like, fuck, go again, cut, yes. fuck, no, I that, can't say that. That guy being the head of the board. The yes, head, Rockwell. The president of this oh, entire... Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I really like that part. We will freeze most of the colony to preserve resources while the best and brightest of Byzantium continue living in prosperity. Look, you idiots! How many times do I have to tell you we can't say shit like that? Fire whoever wrote this! That's where the big, like, that's where the turning point, I think, for your protag happens. Because then it's like, okay... This yeah. is actually what we're working on. That's like five hours before the end of the video. It's like, that's like very oh. near to the end of the video. Oh. And I really appreciated the fact that like 
we're taking this incredibly important plot moment and turning it into like a funny comedy bit. Yeah. Because yeah. I just, I feel like I don't see that very often. I know. I thought that was so inspired and so funny and delivered some like really upsetting information in like a, the weirdest, yeah. twisted, most possible yeah, way. Yeah, it's like very dark. Very but, dark. Yeah. yeah. So you were trying, did you try and steal... So the, the chemicals and then everyone got mad at you. I didn't even get that you didn't far. Have a I didn't even get that far, boo. I just like <laughs> I was stuck in the ministry and I was like all of a sudden the guards hated me. I think because I killed a fair amount of them to get up to Minister Clark. Yeah, that'll do it. And he right. was like, You slaughtered all my men for what? To speak to me? And I was like, Hello, yeah. can I get your key card? And from then on out, the board just my reputation kept decreasing and decreasing, but to get from one room to the next, I would try to sneak by, but then inevitably someone would see me, and it would result in a massacre, and my and then my reputation would decrease again, and, and by the end, they were like, the board is now repulsed. Well, And I was like, I, you brought this on yourself. Well, I the, Just let me sneak by. The good news for you is that you can fix that easily, yeah. and you can reverse that, where the board will like you again, because I think right after that, you're contacted on your ship. Did you get to this? You're I contact- never made it out of the ministry oh, okay. alive. Because <laughs> you're contacted on your ship by like one of the highest uh, people on the board. I forget her name. But she's like, okay, I'm going to make a deal with you now. Tell me where Phineas Wells is. And if you like put like a data file on his computer or something and we can find him, like that would be awesome. And then your, your board reputation will go way up. Mm-hmm. And everyone that hated you back on Byzantium, you'll be okay now. Do you? Do you'll be. You'll go down to like neutral. Wow. So they won't hate you on site. Do you get that option regardless of what you're like. Is there? A, can you be so low in the board's yes. opinion that she won't even? I try? was because I sort of did the same thing as you. I kept the guards okay with me for a long time, but then eventually I came to a room where I just like, okay, I'm just gonna fucking kill these guys and get out of here because yeah. I'm done with it. And then yeah, you get outside and everyone in Byzantium is like gunning yes! for you now, and you're like, oh, and I was. I was genuinely worried at that point because I was like, oh, does this mean I, 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 like, I can't ever come back here? Yeah. Because they just all hate me. But if you agree to their mission to, to, to sell out Phineas, and you don't even have to really do it. You can just say you're going to do it, mm-hmm. and your reputation will go back up, and the board will be okay with you. Oh. So, like, nothing is permanent. I didn't fully sell out Phineas Wells because that, that seemed like the real dark Well, path. is he the ultimate bad guy or no? I mean, it's complicated. Not, yeah. A little bit. I mean, I think it, it depends on what, what your outlook, though Though I think he's definitely the better of the two options. But he, yeah. you'll learn that he tested, he had these theories about, like, waking people up from suspended animation, and he tested on, like, a lot of Hope colonists who all died. Oh. Um, and it wasn't sanctioned, it was just something he was his pet project. And you're the first one who lived. Whoa. And so, Whoa. and so he's, the reason that he's so obsessed with waking up the hope colonists isn't because he keeps saying like, it's the best and brightest, the best and brightest. But as you like tossball mascot over here, it maybe isn't the best and the brightest, all of them at least, but he feels such guilt that mm. he like needs to, he, he's got to do it. Oh, um, I love that. So he's like, he's also, he's good, but he's, he's a little crazy and he's, he has some skeletons. Yeah. Um, but but who doesn't? Who right. doesn't? And the board is like fucking. Like, did you go meet with the adjutant, the lady who like tries to get you to to, to sell out? Yeah, levels? I think I met with her because mm-hmm. she like she's like great job because you can convince her that like you put her tracking file on Wells, but you right. can send her a corrupted tracking file right. mm-hmm. with his okay, yeah. so you can sort of like play double agent. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, let's meet to discuss the future of Halcyon, and you can go to her office and she'll be like, okay. You have to, at least for me, she was like, you have to kill all of Edgewater. You have to go down and massacre everyone in Edgewater. Because they're not performing well. We have this food crisis. Like, it's going to be... They have to go. It's going to be the best for everyone. Damn. Uh, Yeah. Did you do it? No, no, no. I was like, no. And I killed everyone in that office. (laughs) 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 Typical Paragon behavior. Yeah. Well, you know, back against the wall, Ilian... You know, Do yeah. we think there's going to be a two Outer Worlds? I've heard that it's sold well. Yeah. And honestly, this is this the fact that this is a this is a Microsoft Studio now is the biggest argument for me next generation that's like giving me any pause because I love this PS4. The PS4 has been a great great console. A great friend to oh yeah. But like. Obsidian is a great developer, and they make some of the most consistently interesting RPGs that I play, and that's, like, what I love. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, 
that gives me a little pause. Like, should I get an Xbox this next generation? Um, Wait, you think their games aren't going to be on PS anymore? Absolutely not. <gasps> no, it's going to be PC and Xbox. Yeah. Oh shit. What am I hearing right now? Oh shit. So like that. So that's that was smart on I think Microsoft's end to like snap up this really interesting specific, especially now that Bioware is like not a not really making these type of games anymore. Um, at least if they continue on the path they're on. So I don't know. But all oh, freaks, you you heard it here first. Obsidian. <laughs> City and no longer on the PS4. You might have heard it here first. You also could have read it on IGN. Yeah. You like heard it here yeah. first. <laughs> or on Reddit. <laughs> or on Reddit. Six months ago. Uh, but I guess to sign off this episode, I don't know. I was going to have us all do a jingle. For what? For what? For I don't know. For Obsidian? For the Outer Worlds? For, for this you? show, maybe? For this show. Yeah, oh, my God. Uh, okay, yeah. So Controller Freak gets bought by, like, a megacorp in the distant future. Yes. Our, our yes. like, great, 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 great grandchildren are mm-hmm. still running Controller Freak. It's a family business. Love it. But now, for the marketing, we need to come up with the Controller Freak jingle. It's not a waste of time. <laughs> it's video game discussion. <laughs> I like it. It saves me. I like it. I feel better too. Rough draft. I, oof. Gamers, gamers, what your beak? Take a peek at Sneak Peek. It's Controller Freak. Oh! <laughs> when that started, I was like, where is this going? Like, He's short circuited. He's slightly. <laughs> slightly atoll. <laughs> yeah. My engineering skills up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix you. Uh, fans, you're gonna need to vote for which one of those you like on our Twitter. You have to do one now. Your turn. Your turn. I need to talk about things I do. That's why I made a podcast with you. It's controller freak. I'm a freak. You're a freak. I don't like to sing the end. Love it. That was the best one. Yeah, we're, we're going to have that at the beginning of every episode from now on, I think. Yeah. Oh my god, don't say that if you don't mean it. Do you mean yeah, it? We're gonna I put do some, mean it. We're going to put some Thank sick beats you. behind it. <laughs> right? Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Guys, well, alright, the next time we check in, I will be a hip-hop star. Alright, in the meantime, I'm going to go play Death Stranding. Okay, Owen's going to go play Death Stranding. I'm going to, I guess, watch yeah. Aaron do that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know about this Kojima Gamers, I don't know. You don't know? I, I I don't know if he's still got it based on what I've seen. <laughs> but it will be the first time. <laughs> You've never played a Kojima game before. Game. So I would be very curious to, to know if you think he's still got I it. I wonder if he's yeah. still got it, yeah. listeners. Yeah, yeah, listeners, get ready because next episode we've got Julia and she's going to be dealing with the full Kojima experience. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. so excited about this next episode that we can't even keep it in our pants right no, now. No, I know. No. I, we're fully out of our pants at the moment. Yeah. Okay, come yeah. back for Death Stranding. And you know what? So is Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Yeah. In Death Stranding. Norman Reedus in this game. fully yeah. out of his pants. Yeah. yeah. Smashing monster energy, walking around, losing his balance. Oh, shut up. I'm gonna go play. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>